Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hey there and hello. I'm your pie cake and eating hostess with the mostest Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth. In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, show you how to God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In your mouth. Welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz, and happy National Peanut Butter Fudge Day. Peanut butter fudge, peanut butter fudge. Oh, my God. Is there anything better than shoving some chocolate and peanut butter in your motherfucking mouth, peoples? Yes. It's like the gayest marriage of the two best things in the world. Do you agree or do you disagree? You know what? I don't care because it's my pod and I love it. Moving right along, on this day in gay history, in 1934, Lillian Hellman's The Children's Hour opens on Broadway to rave reviews and sell out audiences. An account of two school teachers accused of lesbianism. Oh my God. God, how dare they, by one of their students. The play is loosely based on an actual case in 19th century Scotland. You see that? Like the kids, the LGBTQ people were being represented even in 1934. Holla to Broadway. Yes, I figured since I'm potting out of the Times Square studio, a little Broadway gay history, you know, because without the gays, there would be no Broadways. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, I am stoked for today's episode, and I reference the pie cake-in because a pie cake-in, if you don't know, is a mash-up cake that consists of one layer of pecan pie, one layer of pumpkin pie, and one layer of apple cake. It was created by pastry chef Zach Young, who you may or may not have seen on the Food Network. He's an acquaintance of mine, but Zach isn't on the pod today just yet. Instead, I have the tater tot and mash-up king himself on today's pod, Dan Whalen. Dan Whalen, I met a very long time ago, and you'll hear all about that in a minute, but he is the founder and creator of the popular recipe blog, The Food in My Beard. Since his website started in 2008, he has published over 2,000 recipes that have been viewed over 50 million times. He has written four cookbooks, ew, including books on tater tots and s'mores, with his fifth book coming in January 2021. I'm so excited to have him here. He's in Boston, so I got to give him a call. So let's get him on the phone right now. Hello. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Uh, This is awesome. Excited to be here. Oh my God. Well, I'm excited to have you on the pod. Thank you for taking time out of your very, very busy schedule, as I have just let the audience know. for little old me. <laughs> of course, yeah, I had to take a break um, from making nachos. I've been making nachos all week. Really? Uh, why are you making nachos all week? 
I'm working on my next book. It's all nachos. Oh, so we're going to get into that. We are definitely going to get into that, folks. But I wanted to wish you a happy National Peanut Butter Fudge Day. (laughs) (laughs) Peanut, uh, you know, I do love a good peanut butter and chocolate mixture and a dessert for sure. Peanut butter fudge. Yes. Do you make peanut butter fudge? I have never. <laughs> have you? I, I've only made one type of fudge, and that wasn't the legal type of fudge. But right, that was my that was my short stint in California. Well, it's legal <laughs> uh, here in Massachusetts. Oh well, that's when I went to visit you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Massachusetts, and it certainly wasn't peanut butter fudge, peanut butter fudge, peanut butter fudge with some jelly on the side. <laughs> um, have Have you ever seen? Wow, random thought that. Uh, Celine Dion clip. I forget who's interviewing her, and she's uh, she's she going, sings that song. No, she goes peanut butter, uh, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat, and you're like with a baseball bat. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's from that dancing banana meme, right? Right. Yes. And then RuPaul did a whole uh, peanut butter song too. But that's I digress. <laughs> I digress. We've gotten off the rails here. Um, I wanted to let the audience know how we met because once I've gotten you on the phone and we were starting to talk about this, um, from Rhode Island to the podcast, did you ever think that we would be here at this moment? You know, it's, it is really funny the way it works, I think, in this industry, which is like the, the internet food world, where you meet someone and then a few years later, suddenly you're you're doing something different with them. You know, um, it's happened to me a bunch of times and I, I feel like that day, absolutely not. Like I probably was hungover. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it was like what, five years ago or something. It was a long time ago. So in your mouth listeners, Dan and I met because the Rhode Island chamber of commerce, the Providence chamber of commerce, I think so. Somebody out in (laughs) beautiful Rhode Island invited us to experience uh, the best of Rhode Island in a matter of like four hours on a very rainy day. Um, So they transferred us all out there via um, train, planes, automobiles, and boats. And a bunch of us had a taste, a a really delicious tasting at Birch. Oh my God, it was so good. It was so good. There was very interesting food there, like a salad that was thin sliced apples i think and parsnips that i've and, never had anything like that before yeah it was uh, it was wasn't it um celery celeriac I think yes it was like yep, a that's shade what it of celery or something crazy um shout out to the people at birch in providence if you're still <laughs> going and going strong because in your mouth listeners birch was a one of these restaurants that only had what would you say dan about 14 seats 20 yeah, seats max like they have a, a sister restaurant that has more seats, but that's sort of like their fancy version tasting room. Yeah. And so they didn't take reser or they took only a certain amount of reservations and you couldn't get in. And so, but they were killing it in the game back then. And so that's how Dan and I met back then. And, um, and oh my God, remember that girl that uh, like just complained about everything? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I do. We won't talk about her. I just, I'm having flashbacks, you know, PTSD. That's what I love about these blogger events, though, is like, there's always the one person who, who everyone remembers, whether it be a positive or negative reason. Right? I mean, these people paid for you to be out here. You couldn't be, you couldn't just spread a little bit of joy that day. Right. Um, so from then, we kind of followed each other. I, I certainly have followed your career um, very closely via snapchat for a minute i think oh my, yeah i'm still disappointed about the fall of snapchat <laughs> yeah i mean that along with vine and periscope i'm and on tick now you're excuse me what you cut out i'm sorry uh, on tiktok that's like the new vine snapchatty thing oh yeah tiktok i downloaded it and then deleted it because i didn't understand it so maybe i have to download it again so um dan i mean how how amazing that you have all of these all of these cookbooks and and just now you're on television it's it's pretty pretty incredible but i want to start at the very beginning how did the food in my beard just like how was it born from whence did it come <laughs> sure uh well in i would say in college i was always trying to create 
ideas and put them on the internet. It wasn't always food. Um, I would make these little flash games with my friend and we, we had this website, we kept doing it and I would put some sandwiches or something on there once in a while. Mm -hmm. But uh, I moved to Bermuda after college for a couple of years. It was a really cool experience. I was able to do computer science there, which is what I went to school for. And uh, a friend of mine said, you should take this food you're putting on the internet and you should call it the food in my beard. It was the type of moment where you just go, okay, like I bought the domain uh, like that hour maybe <laughs> uh, and started doing it and really never stopped uh, since. And that was 12 years ago. Wow. So um, I've been full time with it for the past four years maybe. And uh, my fifth book comes out um, January 2021. Wow. Just in time for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> Only if it's early January. That's that's really incredible. Yes, um, folks, if you're just tuning in for the first time, uh, I record out of my beautiful Times Square studio where, um, you know, if you hear a siren, they're not coming for my stash. And if you hear a horn, they're honking for this bootay. I had a... <laughs> I have to I have to let the audience know for the for the new listeners and in China, you know, right, right. So, right. Um, so from blogging to cookbooks and now on Hallmark. How did that even come about? Because that that was a pretty amazing appearance, if I do say so myself. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it, it It's interesting how people find you. I was in um, the All Recipes magazine, which I didn't even think was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> we all but search it, for any recipe and All Recipes comes up first, but they actually have a, a monthly or quarterly magazine. Isn't All Recipes just... Um, user generated so anybody can add to all recipes it Isn't was that at, how, it at was one at point, one right? time but they've they've done more like video content and and uh per content that they've created and then they have the the magazine too so they did a tater tot article um and then a producer from hallmark found me on there and you know i've been a fan of these corny hallmark christmas movies for a while <laughs> um i just love like you know me and my family we watch it and we just like laugh make jokes or like plan how it's going to be um not making fun of it like they're great but they're just corny yeah uh, of course so <laughs> going there was was pretty amazing ever since they they called and asked me to and they they do film it in actually like a house with snow and, and stuff on the grass oh my even God. though it's southern california that is my dream <laughs> actually my my ultimate dream is to one day be on like hsn oh yeah uh, doing doing exactly that just promoting you know KitchenAid or <laughs> or or some sort of ridiculous air fryer or something you know yeah. in my yeah. in my liza minnelli wear for hsn um, <laughs> just telling people uh you know how how much it'll change your life exactly and and just being the most ridiculous on this most ridiculous set um um, I'm so happy for you. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah. And actually, you know what? That was like the most comfortable show that I've been on ever. Like they were just, they did really treat you like you were coming into their house. They were very nice. Um, my wife came with me, which was amazing. And uh, the trailer next to us was Erica Jane from The Housewives. So she, my wife was like freaking out <laughs> as she saw her walk by and uh so it was just like a really fun overall experience. Really great time. Yes. Uh, sorry to disappoint you out there in your mouth listeners, but this sexy beast, Dan, is married to a beautiful, beautiful woman who I have, uh, well, who I had the honor of meeting at this year's New York Wine and Food Festival. And my favorite part about meeting your wife is that she was all about tooting your horn. <laughs> yes. You know? It is nice to have uh, a partner who is also a... Uh... <laughs> like a PR rep almost for, I mean, for what I'm I, doing. <laughs> from, from, from the jump, she was like, my, my man does this and my man has a book. And I was like, yeah, all right, all right. But just live that behind every great man. There's a great woman. So shout out to your wife for sure. Um, and all the beauty that is uh, her. So um, now I want to get into, because I am dubbing you the king of like tater tots and mashups. Because really, I mean... That's fair. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I, I am giving you that. This queen hath dubbed you. <laughs> I did actually make a tater tot crown in my life. So um, I saw that. I did see that. How, did you put that together with fishing wire? 
Uh, there's some wire. There's a lot of uh, resin, like the yeah. shellac, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you're going to have to make me one of those and, and ship it in a box carefully so I can... So I- <laughs> <laughs> I, I can walk down Madison Avenue in my tater top crown. But I mean, how does one how does one become the king of tater tots and and mash up foods? I mean, what drew you to tater tots? What I mean, it's such a niche market and it's such a a very delicious thing. Like let's let's not right. lie about it. But why tater tots? Why not why not avocados? Why not you you know? Uh I mean, I think it's been a long journey of 12 years of blogging really that has helped me figure out what I think is most fun and interesting to cook but also what people who follow me like to see that I cook Mm -hmm. Uh, so it had to do with like when I started making these things I would get a lot more feedback from followers or or people just saying they can't wait to try it and stuff you know um as much as I do love eating tater tots covered in cheese mashed up with a pizza or whatever else uh I would say two out of three meals each day. I try to be the total opposite of the spectrum because if I am eating this very heavy stuff most of the time, I have to make sure to balance it with pretty healthy vegan sort of salads and everything. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. So how are you staying fit and healthy with all of this kind of mashup food, this, um, you know, for lack of a better word, greasy food? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, I mean, I... I hit the gym, I would say five or six days a week. I'm lucky enough to be a full-time blogger where, and I live in a city, so I walk, can walk to the gym um, and go at a little bit of an off time. Like I go at 9 a.m. when the business folk are leaving the gym and the whole place is to myself really. Um, and then I can really sort of like use that time to uh, think about what my day is going to look like and then get home by 10 or so and really hit the ground running from there. Wow. Wow. Indeed. So what now, as far as like tater tots go, right? What has been the most popular like tater tot recipe you've put out there? Uh, Well, I think it's a perfect time of the year for that question because I made a tater tot stuffing. Oh. And Mm. (laughs) yes, (laughs) this was before the book and it was sort of almost a springboard to the book. And it's something that people make every year, which is awesome. Someone just um, tagged me because they made it for their company Thanksgiving potluck today. And uh, it's easy. It's basically a super um, simple stuffing recipe that then when you're about to add the breadcrumbs at the end or the crouton sort of, you just add the tater tots instead. Um, So now it's gluten-free also. Um, and it so it's more more inclusive uh, Thanksgiving side, if you will, and yes, healthy, healthy, <laughs> not healthy, no. <laughs> but more people can eat it, um, and it it does taste really good. It was something that I didn't know if it would work, and it works so well. And it's definitely one of my favorites uh, from the book. That's that's incredible. Um, how much does your wife play influence you and your creations here? Uh, I would say big time. I like to i mean there's definitely times like when i'm nacho testing that i'm sitting here trying to think of what everyone loves and i'm just pumping out recipes and honestly like making small amounts and not saving most of it but when it comes to -to day-to-day personal blog stuff you know not for a brand or not for a book just for myself i'm always thinking about what her cravings and what she likes is and i try to come up with like cool ideas that she'll be excited about that's uh that's incredible is there a lot of food waste in what you do uh that that just came to me uh because now now you're 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 recipe tasting i'm not trying to be like why are you wasting all that food dan (laughs) no no no, definitely you know i could imagine you know because you're you're creating such high volume absolutely i would say first of all i try to balance it um i used to never throw anything away and it's not really healthy for my body or brain to do that. Um, you know, I'd be sitting here just like eating so much of this, these leftovers. Um, I think it's also similarly a misconception. Uh, one carton of milk is going to make a difference, whereas the real food waste is coming from the grocery stores and uh, the corporations and sort of the uh, even like the restaurants and the catering industry and stuff. Um, that's where the real food waste, like me 
making a, a plate of nachos and like throwing half of it away uh, is not really contributing to to food waste in the same on nearly the same scale yeah 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 and that's not what i was getting at i'm not trying no, no, I'm not, <laughs> I, I certainly I wasn't trying to like corner you <laughs> no i don't think you are but it's it is something i like to talk about and i i like to sort of you know show behind the scenes or clear up maybe these these issues yeah i mean for sure yeah i know a lot of much like you much like i've met you i've met a lot of food blogger people i used to be more on the blogging side at one point in my life um many many years ago and just knowing that people like devour power aren't aren't really eating all this cheese pulls and cheese steaks and whatnot they're models for crying out loud they right. are not eating that you know and so what happens to that and you know food waste is a is a big issue here in america and mm-hmm. the poverty rates and we can go we can fall down a, a very heavy hole of that but i just kind of um wanted to hear your opinion and appreciate that opinion of like what happens behind the scenes to give the listener who may not know what we do um like an inside look and then there is the other thing of like a lot of food bloggers like you said devour power who are doing it at restaurants but also like um the big ones of uh cooking like um damn delicious or Mm -hmm. uh they're doing um you know 10 and 15 recipes a day for their blog that's not the way i do it yes i'm doing it for my cookbook right now but that's like once a year uh for um for a few weeks um a lot of these people are really churning out recipes. I cook my recipes for my blog for me and my wife to sit down and eat. Um, it's not me just like making a bunch of vanity shots. Yeah. yeah because I, yeah. I want to love doing it. And I think like turning it into too much of like that factory uh, business thing of like making a ton during the day and having a photographer come in and all that stuff. That's um, to me, the most fun of my job is the hands-on taking pictures um, and cooking and sharing it portion of it. Yeah. Um, so why would I want to turn that into like a grueling day at, day at the office? Yeah, I mean, I've lived that life for a short second myself and just cooking all of this food for a full day of photo shoots. And then what do you do at the end? I found myself hitting the streets in New York with just go bags and Tupperware trying to find <laughs> anybody on the street. Hey, here's some food. Yeah, you want some food? Yeah, yeah. You want some food? Just to not waste, you know? Right. Maybe if you were wearing a tater tot crown during doing <laughs> that, you'd be more successful. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. So you have, what, four cookbooks out now? Yep. There's um, the tater tot cookbook. There's the s'mores cookbook. There yep. There's is... a comfort food mashup cookbook. And my first cookbook, which it was a while back now, is called Stuffed. And it's all yes. one thing stuffed in another thing. Oh, oh, well, now you're speaking my language, Dan. <laughs> now, oh, the the heat is getting turned up. <laughs> I can tell because you just turned red. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, in your mouth, listeners. Two in a row, two podcasts in a row. I make my uh, guests blush and uncomfortable. That's <laughs> goals, guys, goals. Um, and now I'm off the rails and don't remember what I was saying. Um, stuffed. So your first cookbook was stuffed. Mm-hmm. And that's a cookbook of stuffing things one into another. Explain that. Uh, let's uh, unpack that a little. <laughs> I mean, you know, like there's raviolis. Um, there's like stromboli or like calzones um there's a turducken in there because why not uh Mm -hmm. so yeah just any food that's something stuffed but i tried to make it different you know my my own style with it and things that maybe you wouldn't expect i guess yeah and that really relates to what i really want to talk to you about today is um thanksgiving mashup foods kind of spicing up our thanksgiving uh with something a little bit different. And speaking of turducken, do you know, I just read that Pringles came out with a uh, turducken flavored Pringle. I mean, I'm on board. Let's try. Are, are, are you though? Uh, I, I, I don't mean, actually, I don't love Pringles in general. I wish it was like more of a kettle chip covered in turducken dust. <laughs> turducken dust. Turducken dust. Like, can we think about that? <laughs> Sorry, Pringles. Uh, but do we really care? Because they're not a sponsor anyway. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> 
but before we get into Thanksgiving mashups, I think it would be really fun to introduce you to my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the pod, a little bit of food news update. Yes. Are you ready for this, Dan? I'm ready to go. Food news. Food news. Ooh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. Sour Me Unicorn Farts beer is officially coming back this summer. <laughs> um, okay, so it's a sour beer, I'm guessing. Um, sour Me is the company, right? Mm-hmm. It's a Duclaw Brewing Company. And Sour Me Unicorn Farts is the name of the beer. And right. apparently they've infused fruity pebbles and glitter into this beer and it was very popular the first time they've um released it that they're doing it again just in time for the holidays (laughs) perfect (laughs) i mean i'm i'm a big craft beer drinker i do like sour beers um i think that fruity pebbles could be a cool flavor in there as long as it's not too sweet and overdone i'm sure the name is just for the publicity which worked clearly (laughs) yeah i you know what i'm on board and i need you to go look them up because their instagram post is this man uh naked but with a leather apron on in a bathtub full of fruity pebbles surrounded by fruity pebble donuts and this beer mm. and he's tatted up and it's pretty <laughs> incredible i was um, thinking of doing that same exact photo shoot f- with tater tots for the launch of the book but we never got around to it oh my god i did a shoot a very long time ago with my photographer Kristen camping shout out to her um because she works hard for me um with hot dogs and spaghetti covered in pounds and pounds of just dollar store spaghetti and uh, at one point hot dogs galore like a good 10 years ago at this point was there sauce or just dry spaghetti uh no just not dry spaghetti i the spaghetti was cooked it was wet no right, sauce because right. okay. we did it in my in my tiny Times square studio right so, <laughs> i didn't need all that sauce anywhere um <laughs> but yes so this beer is um a medium body tart and sweet 5.5 percent uh alcohol by by volume that features fruit additions which give a nod to fruity cereal plus the addition of edible glitter hence the name sour me unicorn parts yeah i mean i'm 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 game to try it but i'm guessing with the craft beer culture you have to stand in line somewhere Uh, uh, probably, probably, probably listen, you're big time now. So maybe with, maybe by promoting you, um, uh, I will domino affect them into just sending me a case or sending us a case. And then we can, once this comes out, uh, they're going to send us a ton of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. And then we could do like a live, like YouTube sour me unicorn parts tasting or something. (laughs) Yeah. Well, shout out to you, Duclaw, and thank you for bringing back some Sour Me Unicorn fun. A mac and cheese turkey is the holiday dish your Thanksgiving table deserves. How do you feel about this being the mashup king? The (laughs) mac and cheese turkey. Is the mac and cheese in the turkey or is it? No, so apparently uh, Reynolds of Reynolds Wrap um, Aluminum Foil, not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> I just like to guilt everybody if you, yeah. haven't, if you haven't noticed. Not a sponsor yet. Yes, yet. Has offered in the past some really uh, creative ways to serve a Thanksgiving turkey, right? And this is thanks to Delish.com, which I'm a big fan of. Oh, yeah. All their food news. I've done some videos with them, too. I love them, love them, love them. So shout out to you. Um, And so they, from a Cool Ranch Dorito turkey to a Funyuns turkey to now a mac and cheese turkey. And so basically, Reynolds recommends coating the turkey in the powdered cheese mixture from your favorite boxed mac and cheese, giving it a nice umami flavor. I like that they tried tried that, Reynolds. Nice umami flavor. Uh, So I just saw the picture of it. It looks interesting. (laughs) I'm I'm actually here for it. It's a a great, uh, it's a great Friendsgiving dish, I think. You know, you wouldn't want it at your your family Thanksgiving centerpiece. 
Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I mean, it's a turkey covered in mac and cheese dust sitting on some mac and cheese. That doesn't sound bad to me at all. Um, so thanks to Reynolds for hitting it out of the park for another year in a row. You can get a giant tub of Frank's Red Hot Buffalo style chicken dip that's ready to eat. Do you like Frank's Red Hot uh, Chicken Buffalo Chicken Dip? That's the first question. Is it a recipe or do you buy it at the store ready to go? You buy it at the store. It comes in a tub now, like you buy a, like t- a pre-made guacamole, hummus, whatever. And now it has you- actual chicken in it. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's that canned chicken that they yeah. recommend that you buy that I am not a fan of. No. I mean, no. why not just go buy a rotisserie chicken for like $5? Yeah. <laughs> and it's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I love, I love uh, Red Hot. I think it works. If you're making buffalo chicken, it's great. Um, but like you said, yeah, the canned chicken, this is like, this might be like a step, one step in between canned chicken and rotisserie might be slightly more real or fresh, but, uh, not much. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm here for it because it's just one less step for Thanksgiving with all we have to do. <laughs> right. You know, um, that bag of, of chicken you get that like it has strips and it has like fake charring on it almost. Yeah, uh-huh. I think it's more like that chicken, which is like for some reason feels a little more respectable than a can of chicken. <laughs> I don't know if it really is. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, Frank's Red Hot is a fan of the pod and I am a fan of them. And even if it's fake chicken, I'm still eating it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not because they're a fan of the pod, just because I love some buffalo chicken dip. I made a uh, I made a buffalo chicken nacho yesterday in all my testing. And yeah, yeah definitely with Red Hot mm. and definitely delicious. Yeah. So, you know what? Shout out to Frank's for changing the way we Thanksgiving, I guess, you know? <laughs> um, and that was, you know what? I think here's a good uh, point to end a little food news update. How was that for you? Oh, yeah, that was good. I uh, think it's... Um, I like that we both are on board with all these weird things, first of all. <laughs> you know, I, I they say variety is the spice of life, and I'm here for all of it. Yeah, all why not? It. We're in a world where we can try these weird things, so let's do it. Yeah, why not? And speaking of odd things, I really want to get into, because the holiday is a week away, Dan, and people are stressed out, and, you know, like the shopping has begun so, but as far as traditional thing, boring old tra- traditional Thanksgivings go, um, what would you recommend to to maybe spice that up? Are are there any fun mashups out there besides we we got it? Your tater tot stuffing, <laughs> obviously. I'll look it up. I'll link I'll link the recipe out for y'all out there. But um, what else? What else are you? are you kind of incorporating into your Thanksgiving or if any? Uh huh. So I, I like to keep Thanksgiving itself pretty traditional, but I always talk about Friendsgiving because I think that's when you can get weird. Um, I like actual Thanksgiving to be like the usual stuff every oh, really? year. My, yeah, for me, I mean, are I you, go, I don't cook Thanksgiving, but I do bring a few things. Are you a, a dry brine, wet brine, no brine? <laughs> um, I think dry is better, but I mean that's oh. just what's more trendy right now, no, I guess. No, ma'am. I'm a I'm a lube it up, uh, lube <laughs> it up and stick it in kind of gal. <laughs> of course, of course. I do, I do think people have been over brining a little bit, and even I've noticed the chicken. Like if you buy chicken breast at the grocery store, it's almost like super brined these days, oh. and has like that uh, like rubbery texture to it when you cook it. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I, I feel you there. I that's the trouble there. with with brining sometimes. But are you, a wet, are you, oh, you go ahead. Uh, go a ahead. Wet and dry brine are pretty much um, doing the same thing to the turkey. Yeah. Um, are you a low and slow? Or are you like kind of a, a by the book four hours or however it is an hour a pound or? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I generally cook things hot. I like the inside to be probably a little less cooked than most people and the outside to be a little more cooked than most people all right all right okay listen i'm a low and slow <laughs> always always yeah. and I, I just i don't know my mother taught me low and the slow thing about it too is the the uh, dark meat gets so good with a low and slow 
Yeah. And it's just every, I've never had a juicier turkey. Never. In my, it falls off the bone. The, yeah. One year, one year, someone told me I overcooked the turkey and I go, it's delicious. It's moist and delicious. What's, yeah. What's, yeah. <laughs> you I know, my, my uncle does the turkey when, when we go home for Thanksgiving and it's mostly on the grill actually. Ooh. But it is very, he's been very, very good the past like three or four years. Before that, he was still on a learning curve. <laughs> yeah, I've never had a turkey on the grill. I've had fried turkey. I've had, um, you know, where you debone the turkey and then you make like a roulade. That's mm-hmm. delicious. I've done that one year. That's a pain in the ass. But yeah, it is. It really it's is. It's delicious. But back to um, <laughs> back to Thanksgiving mashups, whether it's Friendsgiving or real or reels giving. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the last thing about a more traditional Thanksgiving is my dish that I bring every year is a uh, my grandmother Italian used to make this um, meat stuffing. It's literally stuffing, but it's like just meat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah and I had to figure out how to make it and I had to kind of reverse engineer it because uh, she wasn't every year it was a little different which which I love and I still kind of honor that tradition where I make it a little different every year um, but that's my main thing it has a lot of potatoes in it too and I actually did use that as a little bit of a uh, of an inspiration on when I when I was coming up with the tater tot stuffing recipe Wow. Wow. Oh, I like that. Um, a little bit of like family history in your, in your tots. Yeah. You got to <laughs> sneak it in there a little bit. Uh, Sounds like did... my last date. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I did write down a list of uh, Thanksgiving mashups that I have made in the past before. Okay. Um, so my first one ever, I realized, and I think this started me on the path to making more mashups is probably the first mashup I ever made is actually a Giada De Laurentiis recipe. And this was like 12 years ago when I first started the blog and she makes ravioli with turkey and cranberry in it. And it has like a gravy as the sauce. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's like, when I had that, it kind of like open, it's funny to think of her as cause she's different now. <laughs> yeah. Um, as coming up with like creative, unique recipes like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. And it, kind of opened my eyes to more mashup ideas that sounds really good yeah i'm here for that one go ahead um i used to run a burrito shop i helped write all the recipes there and that's also informing my uh, nacho book that i'm doing but um i made a thanksgiving burrito there we had different specials every month and i had like a braised turkey leg as the meat uh we used stuffing instead of um instead of rice (laughs) And uh, had a cranberry jalapeno salsa on it. That sounds great. I used to th- I used to throw something for my friends called Big Gay Thanksgiving because I wanted this Martha Stewart esque Thanksgiving right. because after my parents divorced, all of that kind of all of this big family gathering kind of went away, and it was pared down. So. I really wanted, I, I was spoon fed the Martha Stewart Thanksgiving, you know, um, holiday realness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I created that. And one year, uh, and this was, this just reminded me with your Thanksgiving burrito. Um, I used to do themes every year. And one year I did my big Chinese takeout Thanksgiving where I did a uh, winter vegetable lo mein. And oh. I did, uh, I did, the, I brined the turkey in lemongrass and soy and miso. And then I served it with General Tso's dipping sauce and teriyaki dipping sauce um, all sorts of things. Kind of, uh, uh, I did pork and onion and apple dumplings. Uh, it was a lot of work. It sounds amazing. It was great. And uh, everybody who came and sat down with like chopsticks and whatnot, and they were like, this is not Thanksgiving, but it was. Yeah. And now you just inspired me. Like my big Mexican, you know, my big Tex-Mex Thanksgiving. Where yeah, you have so- like thanksgiving burritos and (laughs) and like thanksgiving nachos and things that sounds like a lot of fun yeah you know i almost actually did that this year we are going to have a friendsgiving this weekend um with a little mexican twist but uh we ended up having to go to chicago last minute so we canceled but we were debating between asian and mexican so that's funny that you already had done the asian one um it's a it's a hit it's a hit especially that winter vegetable winter vegetable lo mein because you're using squash and brussels sprouts and whatnot and then you throw some pomegranates on it and you get some of that pomegranate molasses and mix it mm. with some salt. 
forget about it. For <laughs> yes, get about it. So uh, good. I, so I've in the Mexican vein of Thanksgiving mashups, I did do a squash tamale before. Oh, mixing squash in with the tamale dough, and then I had a, a cranberry turkey, ground turkey filling in the middle of the tamale. Is the squash, now let me ask you this, is the squash not starchy enough to hold up on its own as the dough? Because um, I know, you know, uh, I'm, I've never made a tamale, but I'm assuming that the corn starch and whatnot in, in there, you know, is what holds it together. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, you probably could if you added something to it, making it more like a gnocchi dough almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want the the traditional sort of tamale taste to shine through with a little bit of the squash action. All right. Oh, squash action. Squash action, yeah. <laughs> Squaction. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking mashups, I mean. <laughs> right. I'll give it to you. You can have it. Put it in oh, your cookbook. thank you. Some yes. squaction. <laughs> the, uh, the tater tot cookbook has more puns than you could even uh, could even imagine. So, yeah. Um, so more Mexican food. What else you got on that list? Um, I did a Big Mac stuffing once. <laughs> like you, you went to McDonald's and bought like a ton of Big Macs? That was something I thought of doing. But then in the end, so I thought of it like the day after Thanksgiving. Um, so I had a whole year to kind of think about the recipe. Um, and at first I was like, that'll be awesome. So I think the way I thought of it was like fr- the day after Thanksgiving is a is a day that me and my friends traditionally have drank a lot. <laughs> um, and one year um, we were at McDonald's super late at night and I was eating the Big Mac. And I'm like, there's so much bread in this. And the amount of like bread to meat to vegetable ratio is literally the same as stuffing. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, I'll just chop them up and add an egg and it'll be stuffing. But throughout the year, I kind of thought about how to do it and worked on the recipe a little, made my own sort of Thousand Island type of sauce to mix in. Um, and then I, after it comes out of the oven, you top it with some like really shitty iceberg lettuce on top. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it it's awesome. It's really good. It's like one bite of it. And you're like, I'm full for four days now, but um, <laughs> it's, it's so good. I love, I love those dissertations on the Big Mac. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I I'm, I'm happy you made it yourself as opposed to using the questionable, the alleged questionable meat that right. comes out of McDonald's. <laughs> but um, how does that, but wait, how does the, sauce hold up inside the oh wait i guess you're not making it in the turkey but still how does the sauce hold up as you bake it or or are you putting it on after no i put the sauce so i mixed the sauce with a couple eggs i believe because the way you would with stuffing is like you would make the cook the vegetables you know add some eggs and like mix it all together um so yeah i made the a thousand island dressing can go in the oven. I mean, it's just mayo and ketchup and some pickles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was it was fine. It held up good. Yeah, it was still juicy. Yeah, and whatnot, yeah. creamy or whatever. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's one for the books, folks. Uh, some Big Mac stuffing. My big mcdonald's thanksgiving that's uh, you know you could do uh you uh let's uh, let's unpack that for a minute we could do chicken nugget um croutons for the salad Mm -hmm. or something (laughs) Uh, i'm thinking off the top of my head here right i'm trying to think of what we would coat the turkey with the same way as that mac and cheese one would be oh yeah (laughs) yeah oh well you you'd have to do the the McDonald's uh, barbecue sauce or the sweet and sour. sour. The The sweet sweet. chili is pretty good. You know what you could also do is like a Coca-Cola glaze. Cause I mean, Uh, it's uh very synonymous with fast food is like, yeah, that that's good. And then you could put the French fries in, in your stuffing too. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Or you could mix it in with your sweet potatoes and marshmallows. Yeah. (laughs) Or I'll just have shakes for dessert. Yes, you know what you do? You take those McDonald's apple pies mm, and you mix you it go. in to with the, the Frosties. There we go. My big McDonald's Thanksgiving. 
I'm I'm here for it. I mean, I'm not here for the day after, um, <laughs> and neither is my toilet. But <laughs> <laughs> right. But it, it's I'm not mad at this idea, and I'm surprised nobody has done it before. Yeah. Right. I mean, they might be having it at the White House this year. <laughs> they oh, well. <laughs> Uh, where's the lie where is the lie i mean <laughs> i love that what else you got for me on this list uh that was most, oh i did like a a lot of the stuff i do is leftover thanksgiving so it's either friendsgiving before or after and well, i did why, a, well why does why why is thanksgiving left out why is thanksgiving your wicked stepchild all of a sudden you're the I, bastard I guess, stepchild I don't know. it's funny because i like I don't always need or like love traditions. I like to mix it up, but something about um, Thanksgiving day with your family. I don't know. I, I, I guess I still like, that's a tradition I'm still into. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm here for it. I am here for it. So you were saying that there's one more. Uh, Well, I did. I've done some stuff with leftovers. So like I did a pilgrim eggs Benedict with like a cornbread, and uh, some turkey on there and gravy on top. That was a, mm. a good one. And uh, a Thanksgiving mac and cheese. I mean, all the yeah. all the usual suspects. Do you make a good mac and cheese? Yeah, I've made many, many, many mac and cheeses. Me, me too. My, <laughs> I, I call mine my, my man keeping mac and cheese. Good, yeah. Right? Because it's, it's that good. Yeah. You know, I, I once did a skillet. I, I was really inspired by... Um, charcuterie plates mm-hmm. and um i once still did a blue cheese skillet mac with um have you ever had black forest bacon yes, yes. delicious yeah and uh candied walnuts oh and, i like and, this and some uh, uh, blue cheese um some pears it was I, I didn't know how I felt about it. I was like, this is kind of really, really good. Trying to bring that like charcuterie plate into a mac and cheese. Right. And I fed it. I brought it to a party and that shit went so fast. <laughs> and there was funny. steak sauce. There was steak oh, sauce as yeah. like the dressing on the top. Yeah. I used to love mixing like tons of stuff into, into mac and cheese. And I have so many on my website over the years. Uh, but lately I've just been like obsessed with the idea of a classic stovetop just like super super creamy simple mac and cheese i think that is probably more inspired by my wife who is kind of like an embodiment of that um meme of the kid who's like what are you doing when (laughs) when they're adding like brussels sprouts to mac and cheese yes whatever happened to him i love him i know right I need to get I think him. he's on Ellen or something now. He was once, uh, uh, regularly. I don't, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I'm never home. Career, yes. I, I'm not home for Ellen either. Um, I need him on the pod. If you're out there listening, come on the pod. Um, that's I love, love, love him. My mac and cheese is pretty simple as well. You know, just creamy cheese sauce that goes into the, you know, the macaroni. Um, and the only thing is that I rub a little crushed garlic through the mm. through the mac before adding the cheese sauce, so like mm. it gets stuck in the yep. holes. So you get I like, like a, idea, a, yeah. a, a little bit of that in there, but that's that's the only kind of little bit of special I add to a very very traditional mac and cheese. You know, well I am starving. I know, um, right. <laughs> And you know what the the great thing is is that I'm not even going to be here for Thanksgiving. I'll be in Italy. Oh, that's great. Yeah. What are, what's your plans? Uh, I'm taking my mom to Italy, and we're going to go to Rome and Naples and the Amal- Sorrento, the Amalfi Coast, Positano, that's things great. like that. So we're just going to be eating pasta for Thanksgiving. Speaking of mac- macaroni and cheese, yeah. Um, and I can't wait. I am so happy that we did this and that you took some time out of your schedule to come play with me on the pod. You know, this I love just really, chatting really like great. this. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah, it's really great. You are welcome any any time you want. So if you have a PSA that you need to get out there at some point in time about some food, come on back. You are always welcome. Awesome. Let the ki- let the kids know out there where to find you, how to find you because we need to plug all the things. Yeah, so um 
the, my website is thefoodinmybeard.com and my social media is T-F-I-M-B, which is the initials, the food in my beard. I'm uh, mostly on Instagram, of course, um, but I'm like a little bit on Twitter and a little bit, you know, I have the Facebook page. I post my stuff on there, but you know, it's Facebook. <laughs> Yes, yes, um, yes. I have a YouTube series that I've been working on. So that's fun. Um, where, called Grilling At, where I go grill um, food in different various locations. So that's yeah. fun. Very manly. Very good. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, and uh, I've been having... Manhandling the grill. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been having fun making little TikTok videos. So that's fun too. Okay, but it's I, mostly children on there. I may I may need a TikTok tutorial from you. Let oh, me please. tell you real quick what's great about TikTok. It's easy to use and your stuff goes to get seen by a lot of people. Whereas on Instagram, you have to like create for the app and less and less people see it as we all kind of complain about all the time. Mm-hmm. On TikTok, it goes to tons of people even if they don't follow you. Okay. And it's easy to make like corny, fun, goofy things. Okay. All right. Shout out to TikTok. Not a sponsor yet. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) Folks, um, this has been such a fun episode. I am so thankful to have Dan here with me. Uh, You can go find his cookbooks. Uh, They're on sale on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, on his website, I think, as well. Um, So on my website, you can use the... um... The website called IndieBound. There's a link to it, and that's where you can like find the book at a local bookstore if you want instead. Yeah, support our local bookshops, please. All right, it's a uh, they're dying out there, so they need our supports for sure. Yeah, um, um, but despite that, Tots is like five fifty on Amazon right now. So there's also that. <laughs> well, well, great. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to make you a little bit of money here, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, thank you once again. And folks out there, go follow Dan, go support him, go buy his books, uh, try the mashups for Thanksgiving. You know, not everything has to be so traditional. Uh, Maybe your Aunt Sally might not like it, but you know what? You just may. And with that, I want to thank you all for listening to In Yo Mouth. (laughs) 